0: From the Cyber Hub bunker in studio, you're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast's Practitioner Brief. It's Tuesday, October 11th, 2022. We've got a packed show this morning. It is so packed, it's jam packed. Cyberhubpodcast.com. Get all the latest. Go check out our website. It's awesome. Promise. Go to our YouTube channel, 500 videos, different episodes, different content, anything you could ever want, all available on our YouTube channel. And make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform to the Cyber Hub podcast. Give us a five-star rating. Thank you all for tuning in this morning. Jam-packed, so we're going to get right into it. But before we do, let's grab ourselves our morning cup of joe. I've got my a uh, beautiful espresso here. I don't know if you guys can see that foam right there on the very top. That's what makes an espresso an espresso. If you ever order an espresso that doesn't have foam on top, it's not an espresso. You just got black coffee with the guys of espresso, and you've triple paid for something that, that you shouldn't be triple paying for. should be a dollar. But there it is. Cuff, cup, cheers. It's good stuff. Let's get into the 40 net confirming that they've got a zero-day vulnerability that's being exploited in an attack. Fortinet has confirmed a critical vulnerability whose existence came to light last week is a zero-day flaw that has been exploited in at least one attack. The company informed some customers last week about the availability of patches and workarounds for an authentication bypass vulnerability explode- exposing 40OS and 40 proxy products to remote attacks. as CVE-2022-40684 can allow a remote unauthenticated attacker to perform unauthorized operations on the targeted appliance admin interface using specially crafted HTTP or HTTPS requests. Fortnite on Monday made public an advisory for the CVE and warned that it's aware of one attack involving the exploitation of the zero day. Um, The company did provide IOCs that customers can use to check if their appliance has been hacked. However, the proof of concept of the exploits are expected to become publicly available in the next few days, and we'll have those right here on the show when they do. Make sure you get your Fortinet products uh, patched or get the workarounds in play. Researchers are warning of a new phishing as a service being used by cyber criminals. The uh, phishing as a service toolkit called Caffeine is a way to scale up attacks and distribute nefarious payloads. The platform has an intuitive interface, comes at a relatively low cost while providing a multitude of features and tools to its criminal clients to orchestrate and automate core elements to their phishing campaigns according to mania some of the core features offered by the platform compromised the ability to craft customized phishing kits manage redirect pages dynamically generate urls that host the payloads and track the success of the campaign i mean it's just a modern day mailchimp gentlemen and ladies the development comes a little over a month after uh, uh re-security took the wraps off of another one called evil proxy so Mind your things here with Mandy and saying that this does exist. It's available. It's intuitive, and caffeine is no exception to that. Meaning, you know, they're looking to facilitate credential theft. That's why, kind of, you know, the, the whole idea of MFA, the whole idea of um, uh, looking at how you're gonna uh, manage your endpoints has got to shift. It has the thought has to shift because the attackers are showing us that whatever we do. They're always a step ahead. They're always thinking of the next thing. So, how do we change the game? How do we turn it on its head? And that's that's the next company that'll that'll be a that'll be the unicorn in the security market. How do you turn that over on its head? Toyota has also disclosed a data breach impacting source code and customer email address. So Toyota disclosed a security incident that involved source code hosted on GitHub, which may have resulted in unauthorized access to roughly three hundred thousand customer email address. The incident, according to the company, impacts a customer who subscribed to the T Connect website, a service and mobile application that provides users with car management features like find my car, maintenance reminders, concierge service, and vehicle information. In the notice, the car maker explains that the root cause of the data breach was a subcontractor uploading Toyota SourceCo to a GitHub repository that was inadvertently set to public access. Supply chain issues. Because of the misconfiguration, the source code remained exposed to the internet between December of 17 and September of 22. Yes, if I'm rolling my eyes, if you're commenting right now on your keyboard, whatever you say could not potentially talk about the idea that you're not holding your subcontractors and your supply chain. You're not auditing what they're doing and you're not asking where you're. Uh, information is being stored um let me tell you Toyota says that after they've identified it they made the GitHub repository private they changed the access key to the impacted server however the company has been unable to determine whether any third party used the access key to connect to the server and says it has started sending out apology letters to over 296 customers whose emails were exposed as part of this but you can imagine that just having the source code is more than enough Yesterday, the website of a number of major airports along the U.S. were taken offline from a pro-Russian group, allegedly, in a DDoS attack. Those include our hometown here in Atlanta, Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, Phoenix, and St. Louis. Um, The DDoS attack were part of a pro-Russian hacking group known as KillNet, published a list of sites and encouraged its followers to attack them. The DDoS attacks only affected the public-facing websites of the airport, while supply flights and service information does not have impact on operation. Harfield jackson here in Atlanta said its website is up and running after an incident early this morning that made it inaccessible to the public. PhilNet claimed responsibility last week for a number of attacks on U.S. state government websites as the war with Russia intensifies. Um, There's that. And finally, Wired did a whole write-up on Joe Sullivan. And I'm not going to read you this write-up. Link's in the show notes. You guys can go read it. I'm going to give you my 60-second why this is wrong. So one, they kind of make fun of the fact that we call ourselves cheap scapegoat officers or sacrificial officers. I've never heard sacrificial ones, but, you know, whoever spoke to Wired or, or wherever Wired, the, the, the author of this one, uh, I believe this was written by, uh, let's see, who wrote this article for Wired? I uh, will find, we'll find out here in a moment. So anyways, uh, if you ever wonder why CISOs are weary and why you're going to see a whole lot more CISOs turn to whistleblowers, it's the stance in this article by this specific author. One, if the sole blame lays on Joe, no one else in the management of Uber, Joe made these decisions, right? Um, Joe should have known better. Um, Joe uh, was responsible for it, not the previous leadership. So when the new CEO came through and fired the, these gentlemen, um, Joe and Craig Clark, the general counsel, they were essentially fired because they didn't report this without really looking at the fact that he would have needed to become a whistleblower to do that. So. Sullivan is now convicted of this and, and his, he hasn't been sentenced yet for those that have been living under a rock. Um, this is a unique case because there's still an ongoing FTC investigation even though the criminal charges were pursued. However, where are the criminal charges and where's the accountability for all the rest? This article doesn't even talk about it. Um, they're saying that he was the one that led them to pay the ransomware attack and market it as Buck Bounty, which I'm sure is what, the board said, how do we avoid another security incident that could potentially tarnish the Uber name once and for all? Um, and the FDC kind of looked at Joe and made Joe what he is. Folks, that's it for the show today. We'll be back with a whole lot more tomorrow. Until then, have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, stay cyber safe.